I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The file you are about to hear has been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. Name, Cappy. Species, Capsule Pet, presented by Dr. Wondertainment. Primary Caretaker, Quincy Ridge, sometimes accompanied by Harper Ridge. Diet, Water, and as a rare treat, Flies. Housed, Habitat 1. Creature Features Cappy is the name for a giant, two-meter-tall capsule pet who's actually a lizard. As you can probably tell, she was made by Dr. Wondertainment, who for some reason cares way too much about intellectual property. I can't even take a picture of her for God's sakes. An error comes up on my camera that taking pictures of unsold company property in its active state is not allowed. So I suppose that her egg was stolen. We're not sure. Anyways, Cappy is, yes, massive, likely because of all the water she absorbs into her soft, spongy skin. She's fairly low maintenance for being the largest animal that we have, though we do like to treat her with sponge baths and insects from time to time. History Months ago, seven-year-old Harper Ridge discovered Cappy's egg when he was playing in the woods with his friends. I'll just transcribe what he told us. Me and Pete were playing in the forest behind Pete's house and I was looking for a good walking stick when I found Cappy. She was still in her egg, but I could feel her in there, so I took her home. Dad thought it was a rock. He didn't even believe me. Well, I knew Cappy was alive, so I held her and warmed her up and washed off her dirty shell in the tub, but then she started to crack. When she came out of her shell, she was just a little baby lizard, but she started growing fast. The bathtub was almost empty, even though I had the faucet going. It was pretty crazy, but she was really nice. She even crawled up into my arms once I turned the bath off. After a while of me playing with her, my dad walked in and he looked pretty surprised. He said that while we could keep her, she was getting too big for the bathtub. So now she's living at Wilson's. Sometimes my dad even takes me there to play with her. Special Needs and Accommodations We really didn't have any idea where to keep Cappy at first, mostly because, well, she kept on getting bigger. Thankfully, she isn't growing anymore, so we're able to keep her in a nice fenced-off area with its own pond in it, which she shares with some of our ducks, geese, and other waterfowl. We were originally a bit too nervous about her accidentally crushing the birds, but she's actually very gentle with them, making sure to move slowly whenever they get close. Cappy even lets them sit on her sometimes. It's very cute to see her snoozing with a bunch of swans on her head. Notes about Cappy As said before, Cappy's a surprisingly simple animal for being so big. We did have a small concern when Cappy kept on trying to catch any planes that went overhead, but her tongue is short enough that it isn't a problem. Usually she just hits the net anyways. Cappy Incident, 30 June 1998, entered by Quincy Ridge. I'm not even sure where to start. There was an earthquake earlier, not sure what magnitude, but it seemed more intense than they usually are, so I left to go check on some animals to make sure they didn't get stressed and act out. 
When I came to check on Cappy, she was looking at the sky. It's only until the sun was blocked out that I realized what she was staring at. A fly. A fly as big as her. I suppose Cappy saw it like any normal insect, because she flicked her tongue up, wrapping up the insect, and tried to pull it back into her mouth. But it was too big to fit through the net. I wish it had just given way. Instead, the net started cutting in, dividing it into little tiny pieces, most of which fell into Cappy's mouth, one of which fell onto me. Fly blood is disgusting, by the way. Anyways, I hosed myself off and ran back into the shelter to try and contact the supervisors, but they didn't pick up. Then Tim turned on the news, and others got it much worse. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you like what you hear, follow the link in the description to patreon.com slash SCP Unredacted and help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. You can get access to production logs, merchandise, recognition, and even a part in a skip. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible, so credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0 and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0. I'm Gregory Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki. And we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.